do like get into the show. I, I have to stop at this point. Because I, I thought it was pretty shocking when the guy called and asked, is Roger Maris still alive? <laughs> but what the tag on the end of that spot that we just had, who was that? Lenny. Lenny what? Lenny Kravitz? Who, who was Lenny that? Lenny Lenny what? Martez. Well, what is that? Is it animal? Vegetable? Uh-huh. Oh, my God. I wanted to uh, give you the real thing here, Neil. Here, what? It's 10.02 at 560 WQM. Happy Tuesday. That's right. We're almost there. We're almost to Labor Day. We're hanging on by our thumbnails. I'm going to tell you something. I'm, I'm going to start listening to the morning show with a whole different, which I don't listen to it anyway, as little as I can, but with a whole different attitude. Because I now realize what our, what their station's basically all about. And that is, uh, people talking about stuff that they have no idea what they're talking about. People talking about sports, loud and shrill, especially Geldy, talking about Roger. He wouldn't know Roger Maris if, if the ghost of Roger Maris walked in right now. He wouldn't know him. But that guy who sounded old enough to know uh, Methuselah, calling and asking, is Roger Maris still alive? <laughs> this is our, this is our sports discussion in South Florida. And by the way, Androstein, it sounds Jewish to me, don't it? Oi! Androstein? Depot's all... I think too much Viagra is what's getting to Depot. It's a good lesson for all you guys out there. Viagra's great in like small amounts, but don't overdo it because Depot obviously is crumbling under the pressure of that drug because he's all psychotic that I ripped him an ass yesterday for peeing on Mark McGuire's parade, and I take nothing back that I said. And you'll notice that if you scour the sports pages, nobody is writing about this thing anymore because those people who understand this is not something... Uh, this morning, Depot's carrying on like a maniac. Oh, well, the kids, they're going to they're gonna start taking it because Mark McGuire's taking it, and it's something that's readily available just like Viagra. You can get it without a prescription right over the Internet. I hate to break the news to you, Depot. You don't need a prescription for this. It's something you buy at a health food store, okay? You don't have to go on the Internet to buy this crap. And I, yeah, I saw that doctor on air last night. Oh, it's an anabolic steroid. Yeah, well, if it is, then how come you can buy it with a, without a prescription in a health food store? Anybody ever wonder about that? Everybody's a goddamn expert all of a sudden, and if that one asshole wouldn't have just stuck his nose into Mark McGuire's locker, we could have uh, put that all aside. Oh, they're all going to be running out to buy it because uh, Mark McGuire's doing it. Like I said, I stand by what I said yesterday. Why have there always got to be people? I'm supposed to be the sourpuss, Mr. Negative. I'm Mr. Happiness, baby. Doesn't take much to keep me happy. Just give me a check and uh, turn me loose. That's all. By the way, where's that goddamn... Where's David with my check? Yeah, here's the uh, story this morning. The Marlins have sold more than 30,000 tickets for each game next week already against the Cardinals and have added about 3,000 extra seats by opening up the left field bleachers. The section is covered with a tarp, but the tarp's coming off for Mark McGuire. There you go. Oh! Because finally something good is happening, and we got people like Depot. And by the way, Geldy, I hate to break the news to you. The FDA is not the Federal Drug Administration. The Food and Drug Administration. Why is that important? Because if it were just a drug, then maybe they'd regulate it. But food, as in uh, stuff that's not drugs? you got little punks opening up big, loud mouths, and uh, people sitting out there, oh, yeah, they know what they're talking about. That guilty sure has a lot of credibility, don't he? Oh, yeah, man. I sit on the edge of my seat listening to him. And he's talking about how Henry Aaron had all those racial threats when he was breaking Babe Ruth's lifetime home run record, and uh, Maris, uh, nothing like that. I hate to break the news to you. A lot of people think Roger Maris got cancer and died because of the stress that he undertook from those obnoxious, hateful New York fans who booed him mercilessly. 
See, first it was Mickey Mantle that every time he didn't hit a home run, they'd boo the crap out of him because New York fans, never you're never good enough for the New Yorkers. Never good enough for them. For that short butch haircut anyway, but like turning gray and falling out and uh, died a horrible death. So you think Roger Maris is still alive? No. Oh, God. The, no the knowledge of the sports people in this town. Of course, it's not just the sports people. It's any topic you pick. You pick the subject, and these people will dazzle you with their ignorance. Oh, but he's taking a supplement, and those kids are all going to be like, uh, well, how about all the other stuff they sell in health food stores for people to bulk up, huh? All those protein shakes and those power drinks and all. Eight million different supplements for people to bulk up, all of which are like food products. They're not drugs. And here's Irvy, like I said, Pittsburgh the other day, for the first time since they built the goddamn Three Rivers Stadium, they get two sellouts in a row on a, t on a team that's going nowhere, playing against another team that's going nowhere, because finally there's something we can sink our teeth into that we can be positive and get excited about. Oh, no, gee, this is a terrible thing. What's going on? And the kids are all going to go. They're all going to run out. I see a lot of little kids running out to the health food stores, don't you? They're all running out there right now. Whatever Mark McGuire's taking, I want to start taking it right now so I can butch up and be a big guy like him. And by the way, if that's what it's all about, Sammy Sosa, who's got 51 home runs, is he a big, strapping, muscle-bound guy? No. How about Roger Maris? Was he a... No. No. There's a lot of guys who hit a lot of home runs who aren't like big muscle-bound guys. Some of them were. Baby Ruth, was he a big... Was he muscle-bound? No, he just had a big puppet. He was kind of like the fat Joe of baseball. Babe Ruth. He was a beer-guzzling pig is what he was. Oh, sorry, Joe. But, I mean, he was just a fat pig. He certainly... He was about as muscular as I am. In fact, I'm the Babe Ruth of radio. There you go. Yeah, skinny arms, skinny legs, big fat gut. Not as big as he had. Because I haven't been... Uh... I'm be well, I better catch up, huh? I better start catching up. Too much more of that fish food you'll be doing it, baby. So anyway, I don't want to talk anymore about Androstein, about uh, Goldstein, about any of those steens, okay? Because Oy. us Jews have got enough problems already. I want to talk about somebody much more important. I wanted to uh, give you the real thing here, Neil. Mister, call me irresponsible. The weather fairy does it again. What did I tell you yesterday morning, right about this time? And I'm no, I'm no meteorologist, baby. I'm no rocket scientist. But you, when you've been through enough of these, I mean, uh, you start looking very rationally. You realize that this hurricane uh, wasn't going to, it's not coming. It's not hitting here. What did I say yesterday? Jesse Helms in North Carolina. Isn't that what I said? And where's the big hurricane warning today for Bonnie? They got hurricane watches in South Carolina and Virginia, but the warning is in North Carolina. Oh. Nice going, Neil. And I didn't make a dime for telling you that. But Brian Norcross, he's on there as late as yesterday, and they're even using this clown on the CBS National Network News. Poor Ed Bradley has to throw it to Brian Norcross. And Brian threw it back. He said, oh, that's not my type. They have to put him on there on National CBS Network News, the hysteria man. Late yesterday afternoon, he's still saying, well, we're not out of the woods yet. And, and, and I was waiting for him to start doing what he did that one time a couple of years ago when we had another hurricane offshore that never made it here. And it already had passed as it was moving north of Palm Beach County. And Brian was standing there in front of the camera trying to bring it back down with his hand. And the hurricane, too. How do you like that? Yeah, it popped up, and he was trying to bring it back down with his goddamn hand. You, Brian, you are a simpleton, baby. Ever since Hurricane Andrew, man, this guy's ego is bigger than his goddamn... That, well, that's not saying much. And he's just out of control. Oh, yeah, you better watch. You better go out and uh, because uh, batten down the hatches and get all that water and batteries. Yeah, I bet you there's a lot of pissed off people today. 
But they'll be ready for the next 10 or 20 hurricanes now because they went out and they got their supplies, baby. They got stuff that's going to last till the year 25, 25, after we've all been long dead and buried. They got supplies. Because we've got hysterical people here who are totally irresponsible. I wanted to uh, give you the real thing here, Neil. Yeah, keep it, asshole. Ten minutes after ten at 560 WQAM on WQAM. So anyway, I've got uh, a replica of the cigar. Remember we had that story yesterday from the drug report? That we dredged out. That somebody faxed to us that, that, you know, I misread that. i got to confess. Well, I have to confess to two things. Number one, a show, the TV show last night at 930, the worst in history. And part of the reason it was the worst in history, beside the fact that I was incoherent and mumbling and ba-ba-ba-ba-ba and babbling, was the fact that I had, in my bottom two teeth, I had, I had like a uh, piece of cigar in between my bottom two teeth. I wonder where Monica's got a piece of cigar, huh? And I didn't have Janet Reno here to figure it out for me. Monica might. But at any rate, so we got an exact replica, but I guess they'll have to watch the TV thing to see the replica of the cigar. No, this is Slick Willie Seagar that Monica was doing the uh, the nasty with. Yeah, she was doing a little, uh, oh, oh, gee, not down there. Maybe she even stuck it in her rectum one or two times. Then, of course, you have to wonder, did he light up after that? Well, you know Slick Willie. He's got a good sense of humor. So nice going, Monica. And I got the goods on Monica today, by the way. If you want to get the real story on anything in America, I've been resisting this for years. But it's the truth. If you want to get the real lowdown, the blowdown, you got to go and get the tabloids. They'll tell you the real story behind the story. And whether it's uh, real or not, it's good stuff. The star, baby, there she is right on the front. Monica. Bill gave me an engagement ring. I thought he would divorce Hillary and marry me. The secret he told me about the first lady and why I saved that squirt, squirt dress. Oh, we're going to get into all of this good stuff today. We're getting into the good stuff, baby. It's splattering all over the goddamn place. This bitch is crazier than a bed bug. Now, what were you saying about parasites on cigars? They grow on the leaves. They're, you know, tiny like mites. Yeah, they might. And they, you they know, might they grow on the leaves. They yeah. the cigar leaves, but uh, that only kills So are you suggesting that Monica might have mites in her... Mite. Yeah, she might have parasites and mites in her... Yeah. Well, don't you think that we ought to have an examination for that, too? Do you think qual shampoo gets rid of those? Maybe we better call on those two great politicians, Bush and Specter, to check that out. Huh? What? I think that they better go when in doubt, check it out. There's some evidence. We got to get all the evidence. Because if it don't fit... Oh, and guess how much mail I got yesterday. Get, get ready. Oh! None. None. So I get home. I, I'm just furious, okay? I go over to my private box. I open it up. It's as empty. It's like Mother Hubbard's cupboard on a bad day. I go home and I call my, uh, you know, you open up the U.S. Uh, Postal Service in the white pages and it's got each zip code, it's got its own phone number, and you go through the whole thing. It's like a Phil Henry bit, you know, dial one, press one. If you rely, press one, sit on the floor, stick it up your ass. I finally get somebody on there, a living and breathing lady who seemed fairly reasonable. And she's uh, giving me a song and a dance about, well, you know, in the beginning it's very, very slow. I said, no kidding. And then she's telling me, like I said, well, it was 17 days ago that I put in those change of address cards. So she says, well, have you gotten some mail yet? I said, yes. Well, you know, uh, that's pretty you're pretty fortunate because usually it takes at least 10 to 14 days to get even the first bit. Like, boy, you should count your lucky stars, mister. What you be complaining about? So then I have to give her all the information all over again. She's going to, like, put a double check on it. But have no fear, she says, because in the beginning it's very, very slow because it's arrived now. Whatever the hell that means. Does that make any sense to you? 
And I'm trying to ask her just a couple of reasonable questions, not screaming, not hysterical, about, like, what's the logic behind that? Why would it be slow? Once they put in the change of address and once it's in a computer, why doesn't everything just automatically funnel over to, uh, oh, no, in the beginning it's very, very, very slow, is what she said. And I said, oh, here's a lady in Hallandale. Hello. Neil. Yes. Good. I I'm a 76-year-old lady. Oh, And I just discovered you. Although my husband's been listening to you for years. Uh-huh. And I just want to tell you, you're just fantastic. Yes. You're wonderful. Uh-huh. And I love listening to you. I... <laughs> I watch you at 9.30. Yeah, you're the one. And then I watch you at 10.30, and I have to sit through that stupid sport. Oh, that sport show is killing me. It kills me. we got to get rid of them. they got to be deported, especially that laughing hyena guy that's always grinning from ear to rear. He, <laughs> right. uh, too, he's too happy for me. Right. Well, Zai Gazunt. Thank you. And happy Asukas. Be well. And back to you. So Bye-bye. long. Okay, how do you like that? They love me in Hallandale. Or a cry from those old Sonny Rosenberg days when that old bastard was trying to get me off the air. Oh, yeah, we're going to draft a resolution in the city of Hallandale to try to get Neil Rogers off the air because he's making fun of us senile old farts over here in Hallandale because he's telling the goddamn truth. Sonny Rosenberg, and the son of a bitch is still alive. Boy, is it? Are they blowing hot air in here today or what? Man, oh, man, I think this is the day we get the gas in this joint. It is steamy in here. So um, can I ask, please, anybody with our TV crew, if, if I have, like, a bunch of schmutz, I would be, you know, well advised during a break early in the show to let me know to tip me off, because that's all I kept looking at during that whole half hour. I was so depressed by 10. I went to bed at 10 o'clock last night. I was so depressed by that 9.30 show on Whammy. I mean, the fact that it sucked to begin with, that was uh, bad enough, but the fact that I had that there between my teeth, it reminded me of that spot where the guy uh, goes to Japan for the big business meeting. And his secretaries are, like, following him down the hall, and they're wiping the dandruff off the uh, shoulders of his suit. And they got him all spiffed up, and then he goes, uh, meets the Japanese guy and shakes his hand, opens up his mouth. He's got a big piece of, like, uh, you know, mung between his teeth. And that's what I had. So I apologize profusely for that mung between my teeth. Anybody out there ever have mung between their teeth? Uh-huh. I'll bet you did. It's better than the mung that Monica's got between her <laughs> Here's a mobile in Pompano. Hello? Hey, Neil, how are you doing? Okay, sir. Long time, first time. Yes, sir. Hey, do you know Jerry Glower? Do I know what? Jerry Glower. No. Okay, we have an open line of date, one in Broward, 567-0560, pound 560, on our prestigious AT&T wireless line. Here's Boca. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Oh, boy, I got to follow that. Uh-huh. How you doing, buddy? I got Another a one of our little spicks that's got no life. Yes, go ahead. <laughs> I got a story. They got a little, a little fraternity, a little club of these guys. Yeah, they're all squeezing and grabbing. And when they're not squeezing and grabbing each other, they're uh, grabbing our phone. Yeah. I was up in Atlantic City and I'm playing the, walking around playing the dice games, and I come up to one table and there's a bunch of guys and they're all winning, and every time they would make the point or yeah. you know, score, they would start yelling out some of your cards. All of a sudden, I walk up and I hear, you know, oi, and oi. I hear. Yeah. And I hear the one guy going, I don't have any cavities because I don't have any teeth. Huh. And then he would throw the dice. And I got to know these guys, and uh, it was great. We had a ball. Yeah. So I was just telling you, we're well, up there. What, what does that mean? They were from here? Or yeah. Or did they just yeah, get it by osmosis? Here. They're up in Atlantic City because, of course, there's nothing to do here, and you don't want to go out on any of the boats here. You'll That's for damn sure. Oh, 
Uh, we did that, by the way. We went out on the, the boat. My dad was down, and he wanted to gamble. So we go out on the, one of the casino boats from Palm Beach. We get there. They don't have the buffet. So we're, we're all starving, and mm -hmm. they're, they're giving us these crappy little sandwiches. And yeah. Of course, we got Well, rough. that'll teach you to go on those damn cruise ships, I'm <laughs> telling you. You have to I be know. out of your mind to go on that crap. I know. We, we, we suck. But, hey, remember one thing. You guys were talking about parasites on the leaves of the tobacco. Yeah. You know, Castro hates our guts. You can just imagine what he rolls in those things, because half the time, whenever I'm out at these clubs, they smell like mung in there. I don't know what. Yeah. I mean, that's what it's all about. You guys are smoking, uh, you know, whatever. He's probably shipping back the, uh, you know, these guys that are smuggling in the illegal Cuban cigars. He's probably sending us the same poison cigars that we were trying to kill him with a few years ago. That's right. Their, their cow pastures are very clean over there, if you know what I mean. Yeah, they really are. Thanks, Neil. Love Have you. a great day. See you in Atlantic City. Not what a horrible place that is. But like he said, better than going on those cruise ships and get ripped off. And since Depot is so concerned for all those little kids out there, how about all the little kids that are listening to this radio station, and instead of hearing about sports much of the time, they're hearing about illegal gambling. What about that, Defoe, Mr. Self-Righteous, Mr. Uh, Mr. Uh, Protector of the Youngsters of America? I thought this was supposed to be a station where they discuss sports, not give you the odds on every on, uh, Tiddlywinks games. We got about 15 hours of that crap on this station every damn day. Oh, who do you like in the Missoula State Arkansas Polytechnic Institute uh, soccer game, huh? What's the spread on that? Thank God we don't encourage anybody to gamble illegally on this radio station. Thank God for that, baby. Oh! So anyway, Monica's a big one. Oh, I love this thing. I just love the feel and texture of this. I have never had anything this big, I'll confess, in my hands. This is mammoth. And this is a uh, aliados. This is a real Cuban cigar, by the way. This ain't one of those, uh, this isn't make-believe. This is an aliados. Gigantic, a monster cigar. Even Kathy Willits would have a hard time uh, dealing with this. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello? Yeah. Yes, sir. Good morning. Uh, funny, I was calling you about a cruise ship story, too, that happened to me and my family this weekend. We just got off the Sovereign of the Seas yesterday, and something weird happened. They, they said the hurricane was going to possibly come and hit us when we got out of Nassau. So on the ship, the captain makes an announcement that we're pulling out at 9 o'clock at night, and we're getting, we have to go out to sea because it's safer, which means it's safer for them, not for us. They can't be in port. So everybody with any shore excursion had to cancel it. And then he said, we're on our way to Coco Cay for a wonderful day, which we've been waiting for for a year. We get out to sea about two hours later. He says, ladies and gentlemen, I've got bad news for you. And there was 2,642 passengers on the ship. Yeah. And the captain says, I'm sorry to tell you, but due to the unsure direction of Hurricane Bonnie, we're not going to Coco Cay. So everything was canceled, and we ended up circling Bimini for the entire day on Sunday, going around in circles doing nothing. Uh -huh. And everybody asked, well, what are you going to do to help the passengers? And said, nothing. It's an act of God. That's too bad. And that's the way it is. And there were a lot of irate people on the ship. Long they wouldn't do anything to con yeah, exactly. They wouldn't do anything to compensate people on a future ship or anything on the cruise. And what's your opinion? I think that's pretty unfair. For My opinion is don't do it again, pal. I, cruise ships, you couldn't get me on one of those if you gave me $1,000 to gamble with. One thing about Vegas, you know, even if it's like storming outside, when you're inside the casino, you don't have to worry about it. Don't have to worry about hurricanes, typhoons, natural disasters. That's why I prefer Vegas myself, because that's where you have a great time. I know it's far and it's a schlep, et cetera, and so on. But these people that want to go on these cruise ships, that's, what you, that's what's going to happen. And the food blows. I don't care what anybody tells you. The food blows. 
And you wind up on there with a crowd of all these old people with dandruff and diarrhea and gangrene and, oh, God, it's great. And then, of course, you're a captive audience because once you're on there, you can't get off, so to speak. Two open lines in day one in Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Wait till you see this, George. Mm -mm, this is going to be fun. I saw it. Yeah, but did you look at the... Well, there's, when we get to one of them on here, you're just going to uh, pee your pants. 1026 at 560 WQAM. You know our friend... Sure. Wear one glove. Get in for half price. Bring your kids. Get in free. <laughs> Splash around the high water pants wading pool. Come on. Slip and slide around in the moonwalk moonwalk. Come on. Check out the mini noses of Michael Jackson and the elephant man's bones in the freak show museum. <laughs> the weather never changes inside the hyperbaric enclosed dome chamber. Hey, kids, if you get a little tired walking around the Majestic Kingdom theme park and casino, join Michael and his king of pop-sized bed for a sleepover. <laughs> Don't worry, parents, there could be some big money in it for you in an out-of-court settlement. <laughs> you know it's time to visit the Majestic Kingdom theme park and casino when the big hand's on the little hand. <laughs> Not associated with Michael Jackson in any way, shape, or form. Okay, 1030 at 560 WQM. Let's see, we got Jim Mandich today. How do you like that? Mandich uh, for Hank, who's still on vacation, 2 to 6. Kimba Bocamper briefly, 6 to 730. And then we got the Marlins at the Cardinals. Oh! Even though the Marlins have lost 2,000 games in a row, oh! we finally stuck in into the meat of the matter. The Marlins at the Cardinals tonight as Mark McGuire goes for number 54. So anyway, world exclusive secret testimony revealed for the very first time Monica, I thought Bill was going to marry me, says Monica, a classy bitch if there ever was one. That's right. Monica Lewinsky has alleged that President Clinton gave her a silver engagement ring during their 18-month relationship. Star has learned this is in the star, and if it's in the star, you know it's the Emmys. The 25-year-old former intern at the center of the White House sex scandal made the bombshell disclosure to legal advisors as she prepared for her top-secret testimony to the grand jury. Monica told a friend, Bill called it a friendship ring, but to me it meant that we were secretly engaged. I still have that ring. We were secretly engaged. I was convinced without a doubt that he would divorce Hillary after he left office and marry me. Amazingly, she told her friends that she still hopes someday Bill Clinton will be all hers. That's right. This is after she testified, by the way, after she uh, whipped out her uh, dress with a stain and all this other business. She still hopes that someday Bill will be all hers. He knows that I still love him, Monica said. Nothing's impossible if you want it badly enough. The friend who talked with Monica on a regular basis in the days before she testified, before the same Washington grand jury as President Clinton, reveals that she also claims she set out to seduce Clinton from her first day on the job in the White House. She once had sex with him in the back seat of the presidential limo. Oh, my God. Let me say it again. One, okay. Clinton complained to her that he was unhappy with Hillary because the first lady did not satisfy his needs. Monica kept the infamous blue dress with the presidential semen on it for evidence as my ace in the hole in case Bill's powerful friends ever tried to destroy me. It was her ace in the what hole? But the friend says that Monica is now shattered by the devastating impact that her testimony about the sexual activities in the White House has had on Clinton, the only man the starry-eyed young woman insists she has ever loved. Got it? Are you following this? Please, take notes. She cries herself to sleep at night, the source, the close source tells Star about the shaken young woman. She's shaking it. Monica says over and over again, I prayed and cried for months that I wouldn't have to testify against the man I love and that I could keep the damn dress hidden forever. But I had no choice. 
My mother told me, sweetie, you can't go to jail for that man. I won't allow it. Now she just prays that the president can somehow forgive her and that someday he'll love her again. The source says that Monica, who now divides her time between a luxurious apartment in the famous Watergate complex in Washington, D.C., and her father and stepmother's cozy yet costly home in Brentwood, California. Brentwood! Woo! Hey, guess who we can get to get her? Swears that she and Clinton never had intercourse. Never, ever, she says. Never, 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 ever. In fact, Monica said their intimate moments involved only groping, fondling, kissing, and oral sex. Oh, my God. The sex was quick and fast, the friend quotes Monica telling her. But to me, it meant everything because I loved him. Although Starr's been unable to confirm her story, she insisted to the friend that she and the president got it got it on in the backseat of a big black limousine, a big black limousine, riding around Washington, being guarded by a big black guy named Eisen. I'd always begged him to take me out somewhere. She claimed even though I knew we really couldn't go to a restaurant, a movie, or anything like that, I felt so loved and so important that night. It was the only time, she says, that they did anything sexually outside the White House. She said that all the other sexcapades took place in a study adjoining the Oval Office, sometimes on a sofa. Monica said that she once begged the president uh, to take her up to the family's uh, private living quarters in the White House when Hillary was out of town, but Bill refused. Somebody else, I guess, must have been waiting up there. It wasn't that I wanted to do anything with him up there, she said, but it was, I was curious to see how he lived. Monica told a friend about her bizarre relationship with the president. Bill never discussed marrying me, but he did tell me that he loved me and loved being with me. Oh, boy. <laughs> he said that he thought I was very pretty and intelligent uh, for someone of my age. Other sources tell Star that many of Lewinsky's friends think she was living in a fantasy world. Clinton discovered the only way he could keep Monica happy was by letting her believe that someday he'd be all hers, said one source. It's not like he promised to the world, but he did say little things which Monica read a lot more into than what was actually being said. Boy, that's a first, isn't it? Oh, God. Clinton became her dream man. She had visions of walking on the beach, hand in gl gland in hand with him in Malibu, someday after the year 2000, after he divorced Hillary and was working in Hollywood and starting a new life with Monica. Monica became consumed by her infatuation with the president. She wanted his baby. She wanted to be his wife. And by making the implied promises he did, Clinton was playing right into that. Right into her hands. Monica's friend tells Starr that although she's never met Hillary Rodden Clinton or the Clinton's daughter Chelsea, the ex-intern ad gleefully admits, I hated Hillary. That bitch. I turned against her after Bill told me, my wife does not satisfy my needs. She's just not interested in what I am, is what he said. That's right. I'll admit that, though, I was also jealous of her because she is, after all, married to him. Monica became teary-eyed and emotional when telling why she lied at first about her sexual involvement with, continued on page 8, Clinton. I did it to protect that man I loved and still love, she said, while adding that the president never ordered me to lie to protect him. But you know you can sense when somebody wants you to do something without coming right out and insisting it? Let's just say that I was under very subtle pressure to deny our affair if it ever came up, if it ever popped up. He said that what we were doing isn't really sex, Monica said. And when I went and looked up sex in the dictionary because I was a little bit confused, are you following this? She went and looked it up in the dictionary because she was a little confused, but eventually came to the same decision, even though deep down I knew what the truth was. She looked it up in the dictionary. And she said, this isn't really sex, is it? No. Monica made no secret of the fact that it was she who pursued the president not the other way around. 
she admitted that she made the first move in her sexual affair with the uh, president as soon as she began her job as an intern at the White House in November of 1995. I made sure he noticed me when I was interning Monica Bragg. I made sure that he could tell by the way I looked at him that I was definitely available to him. I flirted every chance I got. Bill's reputation was no secret, so I knew he'd pick up on my signals. I'd wear something low-cut. Once I flashed him a peek at my thong panties, and sure enough, he did. He peeked. I knew that if we were alone, something was going to happen. And it did. Monica claimed that she had sex with the president the very first day she worked in the West Wing near the oral office, according to one source. The first goddamn day. I wore a very sexy dress my first day, and it did the trick, the source quotes her as saying. We never said a word to each other until he signaled for me to join him in his orifice. He passed by me three times on that day, and the third time gave me a signal to meet him in the orifice. That's right. I was shocked that we actually fooled around, especially since it was my first day on the job in that part of the White House, but it was a total turn-on. It was so sexy the first time. Without a doubt, Bill Clinton is one of the kindest men I've ever met, and the absolute truth is that I pursued him, says Monica. I wanted him, and I got him. Monica told her close friends about her anguish about uh, over pro uh, providing prosecutors the blue dress she had saved with President Clinton's semen on it. Monica said the dress became stained by Clinton after she deliberately aroused him in the study of the oral, or the oral office. We both were embarrassed when he did that to my dress, Monica recalled, and I was scared to death that one of the Secret Service men standing guard outside would see it. I kept my hand over it when I walked out, but my knees were really knocking. <laughs> her knees were knocking! She kept her hand over it, and the, and the stain, too. Oh, God, this is good. She said she deliberately kept the unwashed dress in her closet ever since then. I was told that if Kenneth Starr ever got hold of my dress, the president would be toast. Well, now they have the dress, and I've betrayed the only man I've ever loved and still love, she cheerily admitted. But my mother thought it was a clever move keeping the dress for so long. I knew that Bill wouldn't just let me hang out there to dry over our affair, but his friends would have uh, done it in a heartbeat if I didn't have some evidence to fight them. I knew that, and my mom knew that. Her stunningly beautiful mother, Marsha Lewis, 49, is divorced from Monica's dad, Dr. Bernard Lewinsky, and is now married to the rich and powerful Democratic political power broker, Robert Strauss, 75. Robert Strauss? Who is the former chairman of the Democratic Party? Oh, my... Oh, my God. God. The friend told Star when Monica told her mother that she had this never-laundered blue dress with stains to prove that she and Clinton were sexually involved. She said her mother told her, get that dress to me as fast as you can. I'll make sure nothing happens to it, Mama said. Mama la, dress. Another source says the end of the relationship between Clinton and Monica came when she began making demands on him. Monica started falling in love with the president, was pressuring him for real dates and full sexual relations, the source explains. She became so fed up with being used as the president's sex doll that one day she gave him an ultimato. Satisfy me sexually or that's it. Bill promised her it would get better and more, uh, more intimate as soon as he figured out the logistics to make it work. But that was the last time Lewinsky met with the president alone. He decided at that point it was over. Get out of here, you bitch. Friends now say, though they were a fear for the health of the overweight and overstressed Monica, twice she was strongly advised to see a shrink. And she did go into therapy, but right now nothing helps. Not even her usual outlet for loneliness and depression. Eating. That's right. She's when in doubt, she's picking out. She's shoveling it down her puss and the food, too. Twice she's been to fat farms, but the last time she only stayed for a couple of days. She was too distracted to stick with it. Now Monica's getting sensitive about her weight and her image that she even uh, phoned up a comedy writer she knew in L.A. and demanded to get word to Jay Leno to stop making such horrible jokes about her. 
She never wanted any of this to come out this way. It all sounds so sordid and dirty, but to her it was beautiful. To her it was deep and music mutual love. You can't imagine how devastated she is. It's taken a gigantic toll on her. Big fat one at Monica's, huh? Oh my God! Does that give you a little bit better insight as to what kind of a psycho bitch we'd be talking about here? Crazier than a bed bug? Yeah. And mommy says, "Get that dress to me right away. I'll keep. Uh, I'll take good care of it for you. I got my uh, the book writer over here, and the guy's going to write the screenplay. Oh yeah, loan me fifty. Loan me fifty million dollars, right? So there you go. Twenty before eleven at five sixty WQAM. Here are the cuts for Saturday, November 29th, 1997. King 9. Hello, I'm Captain B.J. Boy Bob, and welcome to another Saturday morning edition of Tight Lines and Good Fishing. Well, last night I ran into some rough waters in a major department store when one of the toilets overflowed. But that didn't deter me from discovering an unusual variety of glory holes. Now, the first one was of a gouge variety with a rough, jagged texture that maybe a small one could get through safely, but, well, I wouldn't advise it. The other one was meticulously center drilled to three inches in diameter and reinforced with a beveled plastic safety rig. Somebody took real care to let the big ones on through. <laughs> Where are they biting tonight? Well, I suggest Dillard, Nordstrom's, or... Or even Walmart. Yeah. Well, that's all for now. I'm Captain B.J. Boy Bob. Tight lines and good fishing. You're looking for glory holes. Okay, 1045 at 560 WQAM. Happy Tuesday to you. we got 400 open lines here. Of course, we got one week that we're hanging out. What is it, one week? About a week and a half to Labor Day till we get through that? Almost two weeks. Oh, my God. And then once we get past that, there might be some living and breathing people coming back to town. And just maybe life will be a little bit easier, huh? Maybe we can uh, proceed. Two open lines in Dade, two in Broward, 5670560, Palm 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's Weston. Hello. Weston. Hello. Yes, sir. Neil. Yes. Neil. Okay. Uh, let's see. I've been watching your show. Yeah. On Whammy. Yes. Uh, ever since I got out of school, man. I'm 17. Um, the show's great. Yeah. Well. Except for last night when I had that mung between my teeth. Oh, okay. Well, you saw that comparison with uh, McGuire? What is it? The comparison, you know, the uh, when he was with the A's, now he's with the Cardinals. Yeah. And what what does he call that? What, what is he taking? Vitamin? What, did, did, did he say it's vitamin C? Yeah, he's taking a lot of vitamin C, like Monica was doing. We have an open line in Dade 1 in Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's, uh, oh, let's do Hi Leah first with 25 question marks because we know who it is. Hello. Hey, Neil, how's it going? Okay. Hey, man, how about them hurricanes out there sitting out there? Not one goes away, and Channel 7's already bumping up eight more of them. Uh-huh. They're bumping it? Yeah, bumping everything over there. Hey, Neil, let me ask you a question. Uh, yeah. Tennis frequency went off the air, right? It did? Yeah, I guess it did. No, it did not. Uh, what are they, in hiatus right now? Are they running repeats? No, they're running our new original crap every night. Hey, how can I get a copy of your, of your well, show? Let me ask you, why would you say that it went off the air when they got a... Uh, crap. Yeah, why would you do that? Because we called them yesterday and they said they were off the air. You um, called who? Anthony Marino was the one saying it was off the air. Uh-huh, okay, whatever you say. 
Another jackass. Another one of your people. I'm telling you. Two open lines in Dade, one in Broward. 5670560, Palm 560. Who else? Anthony Marino. His boyfriend or is it somebody who works over there, huh? Somebody who works there? He's the host. A host. A host. The host? I thought that's oh, what you're yeah, supposed yeah. to put in your mouth at uh, communion. Is that what you put in your mouth? The host? Isn't that what Phil says? The host. Okay, let's go to uh, Kendall. Hello. Good morning, Neil. Yes, sir. Listen, I'm home with a broken foot, but I'm taking time out to help you with your mail problem. Uh, I don't a, have a mail problem. I have a, a mail. Mail. Oh, I see. <laughs> I'm a proud member for 23 years of the best mail system in the world, the United States Postal Service. The Service. world's worst, yeah. The <laughs> world's worst. Let me tell you. No, even let me tell even you in the problem. hills of Siberia, they have better delivery and better service than we got here. No at way. At a lower price. No way. No way. Yeah, Listen. guaranteed. Okay, no way. Listen, local mail, we got 90%, uh, over 90% delivery the next day. Mm-hmm. Now, the problem is this. If you have mail coming from other states, that's a two or three day delivery. Number one, number two, when that when well, you move. What does move, that have to do with changing my address? Okay, well, I'm, but, we're talking about 18 days today, and the no, amount of mail I've gotten, you could stick in your rectum and have loot room left over for Monica. That is that, that is not acceptable. Let me. Let me is, very good. It is not acceptable. Okay. I agree with you. I concur wholeheartedly. Let me explain to you what happens. Explain. When your mail comes, it comes first to the mail, uh, the main processing facility in, yeah. in uh, Broward. Right. right. From there, it goes to your old station. Mm-hmm. Now, your old what, carrier, W-I-O-D? your old carrier has that, to send it, send it back to the main processing center so that they can uh, put the yellow label on it, you know, yeah. to the computer. Uh-huh. From there, it goes to the new station where you live now. Basically. Yeah. So if you have a problem where it's taking that long, it's gotta, it has to originate on your old station with your old carrier who may not be sending the well, mail. Well, what, what do you mean with my old carrier? I, I've got 15, uh, I used to have like uh, one guy, Rick, who's a good guy. He used to deliver my mail for a long time. Then he's on a different route now, whatever, in the neighborhood, but not my my street. Then I had a very nice blonde lady who delivered it for a long time. I knew her, she knew me. And now there's a different mail uh, carrier, a letter carrier on that street. Every three days there's somebody different on there. So you got a call. In fact, the person that I gave the cards to, I never even saw this guy again. I never saw him before. We'll never see him again. Okay. What you got to do, Neil, you got to talk to the manager of your old station, yeah. whoever it was. Uh, I already the... called there yesterday, and after, uh, you know, getting 72 different punching one and two and punching somebody in the puss, I uh, got a runaround. All right. Well, the problem has got to be there. See, if there is a problem. Where there is a problem. Where it's not going through the she normal. She said it's uh, really, really slow in the beginning. Okay, well, well... what kind of an answer is that? It's no, really slow. End. Well, at the beginning, because, in other words, they have to put the new uh, address on the computer, okay? And, but yeah, but once it's in there, if I'm, in other words, if I'm already getting mail sent to that address, that means it's at the computer, right? So once yes, that's done, what's the excuse for all the rest of it that's sitting piling up somewhere that it's taken so long for the pony to get across town? The, on, the main problem's got to be with your old station. If they're not sending the mail right away to yeah. the mail, main processing center, Okay. Well, why would they be doing that? What are they doing? Holding on to it for a rainy day? Well, uh, yeah, I, I would like to pay my bills for me. Is that it? It is supposed to be sent daily. Okay. They're supposed to send it out daily. Well, let me let me uh, say it again. I went to that box on Saturday. Nothing. Zippity doodah. Empty. Like Mother Hubbard's cupboard. I went there yesterday. I slept over there yesterday after work. Again, empty. Zippity doodah. I asked the guy that works there. I said, "Is the mail up from today? Everything's up. My box empty. One more time, okay?" Impossible, sir. I get more mail in one day on a normal day than all the people listening to this show put together. Okay, all well, you're not going to get you're not going to get bulk mail. You know, it's junk mail. I'm talking first class mail. I'm talking okay. bills. I'm talking about real mail. The check from Ed McMahon, whatever it is that I'm waiting for. Real, honest-to-God mail. Where is it? Okay, well, my advice to you, Neil, number one, 
any get a gun. any real important mail, like checks that you're expecting, call those people on that and give them your no I'm expecting checks from uh, David from uh, Whammy. He's, uh, who knows where the hell he is with my check. Okay, well, give this Rob people... had the check, and then David right. had the check. Now, I think Fat Joe had the check, and he cashed it and ate, uh, ate it all up, yeah. Well, Maybe any, he ate the check. Yeah, anything important, call these people so up. Tommy Atkins, I'm going to eat it. Okay, but the other mail is going to take longer than usual because there's like two or three steps involved in, in getting well, your what mail. What other mail? What other mail you be talking about? Well, any, in other words, what I'm saying is if you have a real important mail that you're expecting, okay, call how, those How people. about like bills, your electric bill, your phone bill, your credit card bill, like mail that ordinary, regular, honest-to-God people get every day. That's important mail because yes, I like is. to pay my bills like sometime this year, you know? Well, it should take at, at most like three or four more days from normal. That's at most what it should take, not 18 days. Yeah. So, you know, if you... Well, today you is day number 18 and counting. Okay, well, that's And if I good. go over there this afternoon after lunch at Mommy's house and there's no mail in my box, I'm going to pop a gut, okay? I'm hey. going to pop a bone and pop a gut. Listen, our motto is you lick it and we stick it yeah, in somebody's box. Yeah, exactly. That's right. <laughs> Have a great day, pal. Bye. Feel better. Oh, my God. That, that's exactly... I always thought Tom Hopkins was kidding when he said... Lick it and stick it. That's the motto with the U.S. Postal Service, baby. And they stick it right inside your... Inside your... Rectum. Deep. It's hard to do that with a cigar in your puss. And your hand, too. Dade County lines are open. 567-0560. Pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Service in America, baby. It's an oxymoron. You can't complain about the service in this country because there isn't any. I said that on Dan Rather. How many years ago? About 100 years ago? When I did that stupid interview? And it's the same today, only worse, and gets worse by the minute. And you people who work for the post office, you ought to be ashamed of yourselves. They deliver the mail in my neighborhood now, 6.15, 6.30 at night, midnight, 2 o'clock in the morning, whenever they get around to it. You think, Monica, you think the president's getting a lot of action. God only knows what they're doing on those goddamn routes or routes. They're tapping the route, is what they're doing. Here's a mobile in Little Havana. Hello. Neil, what's going on, buddy? Yes, sir. What the hell was that guy talking about at the post office? He said they suck, and I said he was right. They're the worst. I'll tell Lick you what, I bought, stick it. Yeah. I bought a house about two years ago, and uh, the gentleman I bought it from, uh, he's still getting mail delivered to my house. The guy's got to come by once a week. He's been to all the post offices. He's called the Postmaster General. He's called everybody. He's called uh, Bill Clinton, and he's still getting mail sent to my house. How do you like that? It's ridiculous. And they still want to raise the price of stamps. Right, right now, now. now that's going to be 34 cents in a few months. They're going to keep raising it again and again and again. And uh, and the service keeps getting worse. How can it take 18 days? Like I said before, if the mail was over there in Sunrise at my old post office out there on Hiatus Road, I could walk. I could walk it from there to where my new box is over there and back to my house in less than 18 days. Ridiculous. Ridiculous, buddy. Anyways, I love your show. Love your uh, program on TV, and uh, George Parr, you're a douchebag. Okay. Okay, two open lines in Dade, two in Broward. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. 1055 at 560 QM. we got Mark McGuire and the Cardinals in St. Louis. The Marlins will be there tonight. Then, of course, they're going to be here next week. And th that place will be rocking and jamming. And the chance of there being anybody in that stadium, if it weren't for Mark McGuire, to see the pathetic Marlins and the uh, Card what's left of them, and the Cardinals next week, who are also having a bad year, there would be nobody there next week. You could have your own section, except for Mark McGuire. So let me say it again. I take great umbrage, I take great exception when any of these self-proclaimed experts get on the air, most of whom don't have any idea what they're talking about, and pop, 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 and start uh, trying to pee on everybody's parade. It's 11 o'clock at 560 WQM. We made it all the way to 11 o'clock at the markets of 96 points. Oh! Thank God for that, but don't count it uh, too fast, okay? 
Yesterday it got off to a big start. Kind of disappointing, you know. It looks really, really grim. And they got all these experts on there. Bada beep, bada boop, bada bop. And they all had that big frown on their face. And not a single one of them's got any idea what the hell they're talking about. We have two open lines in Dade. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the mobile one line. Here's Deerfield Beach. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing, man? Great. Um, listen, I haven't been able to catch your show on TV because I got the damn DSS. And I'm too lazy to put up an antenna, you know? Yeah. But what about that time last night on A&E, they had their investigative reports. You ever watch that show? Sure, all the time. I love well, that show. They had a big fluff piece on it. I don't that. like Bill Curtis, but I love the show. I can't stand him. Yeah. Too melodramatic for me. Yeah, he's like... Still it's full like, of crap. They did a big fluff piece on uh, Hillary last night. Yeah. And it was so overwrought. Oh, I like, already saw that. When? But I think that must be a repeat. It must have been a repeat because, because they showed her. Did you? Did they show the shots when she was young? Do you, do you understand why yeah. Chelsea has her hair the way? That's how Hillary looked when she was young. She looked just like Chelsea. I looked at that and I said, "Oh my God, Jesus God!" One of the ugliest families ever. Yeah. Uh, Next to the Carters. Yeah, and it was just it was just a butt sucking like fluff piece, and it was so overwrought and dramatic. It was making me sick. Well, she did. She wouldn't do uh, what the president wanted to do. That's the deal. That's what Monica says. Right. She wouldn't do what the president wanted. She wasn't into it. You read that out of the Star? Is that where it was coming from? Of course. Where the well, hell you know are you going to get the real news? Huh? Of course. You know it's the truth. The other thing I heard you talking a few weeks back, but I couldn't get through is um, she. My know. wife does not satisfy my needs. She's not interested in what I am. He told Monica. Basically, I don't. I don't know. I've talked to a few uh, people I would consider right wing. I don't know if you consider them right wing, but uh, you come across these people and they try and say. Well, you know, the, if you're the president, you have to have ethics. I said, give me a break, man. What does ethics have to do what with sex? What does ethics have to do with being the president? What does being a politician And what do right-wingers know about ethics anyway? Exactly. And it's like every president ever. It's just it's the damn media. What the hell does this have to do with him running the country, his sexual exploits? In fact, I was, uh, yesterday when I left here, because we had the ball game on, which I wouldn't listen to under penalty of death, I punched over to Lardass Limbaugh, which I never listened to that cow spewing his right-wing uh, horse crap. Right. And he was carrying on about how Clinton was trying to compare himself, you know, as commander-in-chief to uh, FDR and Eisenhower and this and that, and about what great, uh, how, you know, they didn't care about their image and they did this and they did that. And I'm thinking to myself, yeah, they also screwed around. They both had mistresses just like Clinton, okay? So what's the difference? Even when you can, uh, even Nixon reportedly had mistresses. Chinese mistress, yes. It's sickening. The other thing I wanted to tell you was, I don't know who coined that phrase, the dumbing of America, was it you? Yeah. Um, I drive around here all day in South Florida. And you nod, you, you say something to somebody, you, you, you're courteous, good mornings, and they look at you, they give you a dumb stare yeah, like a caged right. animal. Right. And hostile. The word is, this is a right. hostile place. Right. It's about hostile. as friendly as uh, meeting a caged cobra. The other thing, too, is that I'm driving up to work, and I, I, I notice all the time that, uh, like, for instance, there's a movie theater up here in Hillsborough Boulevard. Yeah. Now, there's a movie called The Negotiator. Have you heard of that movie? No. Mozarla Sticks. Yeah. Oh, those are my favorite, those Mozzarella sticks. Yeah, and I get those letters from people. Floridians, dumb as dirt. There you go. This this state makes me nauseous. It's really disheartening and sickening that people are really stupid, they're surly. Right. No one has any Hostile. manners here. Right. And the whole country is... Antisocial, right. About... Driving is barbaric. Yeah. Subhuman. And have a great day. Thank you. Okay, you just summed up everything that I've been saying for the last, what, 200 years? But hey, we'll get through it, pal. In spite of them, in spite of these assholes. We have two open lines in Dade, two in Broward. See what I'm saying? They're antisocial. They're antisocial. I sit here all alone in a goddamn room. I don't have no, I don't have any lesbians. I don't have any strippers. I don't have any freaks. I don't have any goddamn dancers. I'm just sitting here in a goddamn room looking to sit here and exchange verbal intercourse. You know, this guy that called this morning, I, it, it makes you want to throw up your hands and just say, what's the use? 
This wasn't a little kid that called the worst team toward the end of their show this morning asking, is Roger Maris still alive? On a sports show, a guy that's supposedly a sports fan, is Roger Maris still alive? Is Babe Ruth still alive? How's he doing? How about Lou Gehrig? Is he doing pretty good? Is he still the luckiest goddamn man on the face of the earth? How's Ty Cobb doing? How's Abe Lincoln? Did they ever get over that headache? Is Roger Maris still alive? Do these people read a newspaper? No. Do they watch anything besides the goddamn... Do they read anything but the funny paper? No. Do they watch anything besides Jerry Springer on her goddamn TV set? No. See, that's what kills me about these women that we have such a hard time getting through to women with this show. Although we had a two-sharing woman in this last book, which, considering for this station, you know what they had in women arrested? They're like, like minute fractions. Because women don't listen to a sports station. So we did a two-share, which is uh, quite a... But we always do a two-share, even on the other goddamn station. Oh, my wife hates you. My girlfriend hates you. What is that? They're all busy watching goddamn Jerry Springer. There's a good intellectual show for you. <laughs> there you go. There's something in the air. There's something in the water here, man, and I still haven't figured. Here I am 600 years later, and I still haven't figured out what the hell it is. Well, let's take this one with 600 question marks in Medley. Hello. Yeah, hello, Neil. What's up, man? Okay, I just sir. want to tell you that I'm angry because where I work, they had to take out the radio where I listen to your show from 10 to 2 because customers are coming in complaining, Oh, turn that off. That guy is still, I can't stand it. And now I, I spend, uh, you know, $100 to get a nice play. And they're not even supposed to be in the with to a get shop. get a nice what? Sorry? $100 to get a nice what? A stereo. Yeah. Just to put it in the room. And I work changing tires at a bird tire over on bird road and they're coming in there they're not even supposed to be in there and they're because they want to make sure oh you do the tire balance them correctly and they're well, kick their ass out of there tom get the hell out of there i'm gonna now call the damn tire they went, police they went to the manager and now they got the damn radios to get out now i now your show is banned in the, the damn shop well, well quit the job and go work in a real place okay get off that bird we have two open lines in dade one in broward five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on a mobile one line what do you mean you don't believe them here's a mobile in miami hello Hello? Yes, sir. Neil, hi. Okay. Listen, I work for the post office off of... Well, uh, Mike, I my... apologize then that uh, you have such a crappy uh, place you work for. <laughs> but listen, uh, did you fill out Form 1125? Sir, I filled out the form, whatever the hell the form is, and I received back both at my old address in my house and also in my new box. All those nice forms that we received this and yada, yada, yada. I got all, it's all kosher and legal, and the mail has started right. coming. So there's no problem with forms filling out, sir. The problem is with the snail, the snail-like pace of the service no, but, of the Postal but, Service. But a lot of times people don't realize just how much work we have. A lot of times we... we uh... Sir, let me say it to you again. When the mail comes in on Monday, I could walk it over from the, my old post office on Hayes Road to my new box where I got it. I could walk it over there in less than 18 days. Sir? You're not happy with the service. Would you be? Would you like to wait 18 days for your mail to be transferred? It's not like I moved to Missoula, Montana or somewhere. I'm, uh, but, but, but that's not unreasonable nowadays. 18, 18 days? But, uh, no, seriously, that's, that's not an unreasonable amount. And, and, and let me say it again. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Today is 18. Just a minute, sir. Today is 18 days, but that doesn't mean today all of a sudden all the mail from uh, the 7th of August is going to show up. You follow what I'm saying? No. So God only knows how many days... Our, our, the way we work, our, Blows. Uh, what we're, we have up to 25 days. Up to 25 days for what? To get it there. For a, that's almost a month. But that's the way 
we work. We have up to 25. I we could, get it there I could sooner. strap the mail to my dog's ass I, with a rubber band. I could strap a package around my dog's ass with, a, with all that mail in there, and he could walk from my, the old hiatus road over where my new place is in Plantation in, in uh, a few hours. But they give us up to 25 days. Why? Some, some places. Why? Are you that slow and doddering? You can't get the job done? What are you guys doing over there? No, because we're understaffed, so... Understaffed, why? Because they... we're only paying 32 cents for a letter that we used to pay 3 cents no, for? No, no, because no, that you way you're understaffed? You don't That's not a priority. Once the mail goes well, well, to another home... What do you mean it's not a priority? It, what it, is it, your priority? Getting laid in the back room there? What is your priority over there at the post office? You, you seem hostile, and you, I'm not, you don't I don't understand. seem hostile. I am hostile. You, you I seem a... hostile. But I'm just not, telling what, you, what is a priority? What I'm is just a priority? You that we have 25 days if we can sir, do Sir, let me ask you, if that's days, not a priority, getting if, people if their mail, then what days, is the priority, sir? Answer my question. What's your priority? No, no, our priority is to get the mail to you. Yeah. But once it goes from a different address, we have up to 25 days, depending on how much work we have. Well, let me we tell have. you, sir, that blows. That sucks. That I mean, sucks. usually we do get it within two or three days. But sometimes it does go 15, 16, 18 days. Yeah. Uh, we, don't, we don't like that, but sometimes that happens. Why I mean, is that? We, we, uh, I mean, we do that... get a lot of complaints, people's electric bills and things. I can understand that. Yeah. Okay. And? But, uh, but that's the best we can do sometimes. Well, why is that the best you can do? Are you playing because, pinochle well, in the back room? Well, our biggest problem is they got to increase you got the Monica price. in the back there and everybody's lined up taking turns? Now, I mean, the, what's the story the... now? No, no. We we know if they raise the price of the stamp to forty five cents, we can probably get it to you within forty five cents. You can get it to me within how much? Two or three days. Oh, two or three days. If they raised it to forty five cents, how about right. if I gave you a dollar? How about that? Could you get it to me in five minutes? No. Did you guys think... suck? Get off my show. Get out of here. Oh my God. Yeah. If you paid us forty five cents a letter, I'll give you forty five. I wouldn't give you forty five of those. Okay. That was that was one of the great calls in history. I seem a little bit hostile. That's not one of our well. It is our priority. It's not a priority. I want my goddamn mail, you jackass! Now, stories. They'll give you stories. They give you lip service. But I mean, but boop, but about, but they got a tap dance. They're doing a soft shoe. You guys suck, okay? And like I said, guys, in my neighborhood delivering the mail six thirty at night. What is that guy doing all day long? Do he be lost or what? Ten minutes after uh, 11 o'clock. Here's Miami. Hello. Miami. Yeah, how you doing? Uh, yes, sir. Yeah, I'm talking about the uh, Monica Lewinsky story you read today. Yeah. And uh, she's obviously one of these typical psychos that why would she be saving their dress with uh, all the stains on it and everything for a search a long time to, to bring it up in his face later. Right. It's kind of a kind of psycho. That... To stick it in his face. He stuck it in her face. Now she wants to stick it in his face. Yeah, obviously she always wanted to keep it just in case she needed something from him. That's right. Here she told Psycho him, hey, get Prince. out of here. Crazy. Oh, and, and when, when, is the main, when is the mainstream media, when is the mass media, I mean, forget about Star Tabloid Magazine, when are they going to start telling more about her and what kind of a character she is and uh, what, a, what a piece of crap she is? Why don't we hear anything about that? The only thing we hear about her from the mainstream media is about uh, how we're supposed to feel so sorry for her and her life is tattered and in shreds and she's trying to put her piece back together again. Bunch of horse crap. Open line at day two in Broward. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the mobile one line. Here's Coral Springs. Hello. Hello, Neil. Can't hear you. Neil. You're uh, Hello, Neil. thousand miles away. Yes, sir. Yeah, how are you, sir? Okay. Okay. I uh, just want to talk about uh, the guy who called you the 
the postal worker yeah. who called you. The one I called me just moments ago? Right, exactly. That said it the... took only 500 days, and what am I complaining about? And that's the best they can do. Right, but if the... I gave him $25 a, a, a letter, he might be able to do it faster within two or three days? Exactly, sir. Uh, it, just, it just touched a nerve. I'm a FedEx driver, and we listen to you religiously out here. I love FedEx, by the way. Airborne Express sucks, but I love FedEx. Okay, and I've been working with the company 13 years, and we do a good job because we care about our customers. Right. How do you like this guy? First he says, well, that's not our number one priority. What is their number one priority? Squeezing as much money out of us as they can? That's the one. The My postal, I have a good relationship out here with my uh, person who delivers the mail to my house. Yeah. Uh, they're here every day at the same time. No problem. Oh, not by me. But that's the thing. It, it's like sort of like the 50 excuses he was trying to give you. Mm -hmm. It boils down to like... If the station that's close to you got a bad manager and they have everything all screwed up, then you got to get screwed up service. Well, I got news for you. This station's got a real bad manager. Oh, uh, uh, your station too. Your station too, huh? Yeah. But uh, that's the way I look at it. You know, if they don't have their stuff together and uh, that you're going to... I mean, get... I call up this bitch yesterday and she's giving me a song and a dance about what, you know, I, I should consider myself lucky that I got any mail within the first 10 to 14 days. Like, I should go have a party and celebrate because I got a few little dribs and drabs of mail in less than uh, 200 days or something. Well, you know, you got to... That, that was an answer. I couldn't believe it. They have an excuse for everything, Neil. So it's like today. I got an envelope on my truck that's got a bad address on it. What I did was I called the dispatcher. They called the recipient to correct the address, and I'm going to deliver it later on today. Unbelievable. So they can't, they just don't get it, Neil. Well, God and, bless. And uh, we all love you out here. God okay? bless Federal Express. Take care, sir. Have a great day. Bye. Yeah, FedEx is great. Unfortunately, certain companies uh, have switched over to Airborne Express, which blows, by the way, the big one. Yeah, I, I had some of my plane tickets sent to me, Airborne Express, uh, a few weeks ago. They lost the package. So the company had to reissue the tickets and send them FedEx, which they were there the next day with FedEx. But Airborne Express <laughs> bites. They must be related to the people who work at the post office. Yeah, th this is America today now. This is the new deal. Uh, you expect service from us? Are you crazy? This is the best we can do. We're kind of slow over here. We're disorganized and we're understaffed. I don't want to hear sob stories. I'd like to get my mail sometime before they stick my fat, pimply ass in the ground. Okay, you jackass? That was a class. That was a great call. That, that was the definitive call about the attitude about most people in America today about service. What are you, you expecting at some time like soon? No, I figure, like, after I'm starting to... And, you know, the best part of it is, like, for example, if you get an electric bill and you don't pay it or you, like, lose it, and then how they send you that, that kind of white envelope and you oh, you know what you're saying when you get that one. Past due. They're about ready to got, give you five days. They're going to shut off your electric. Well, guess what? If they do send you that one, it's still going to be the old address, and you're still not going to get it for another 500 days. So thank you so much, U.S. Postal Service, man. You guys blow. And I'm lucky enough, evidently, to uh, be in an area that they, in a particular post office where they haven't, they can't figure out where their goddamn ass is. They got both hands on each other's ass, but not on the goddamn U.S. mail. The only mail they got is spelled M-A-L-E, I think. That's what they're doing over there. Damn faggots. Where are we going? A mobile in Miami. Hello. Uncle Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, more complaints regarding the postal service. It's the most... Yeah, you're chronic. Get out of here. They, do we have anybody alive in Dade who isn't one of those ten Julios or isn't one of these chronic... Come on, there must be somebody in Dade County. Your kids are back in school now. Let's get with it. Oh, they're not back in school? No. When are they going back? Not soon enough. 
No, when? I don't know. Indeed. I thought they were back. I thought next week in Broward, and I thought Dade County this week. Not not back? Oh, you're right, because the school thing wasn't on this morning. Oh, my God, and I'm sitting here counting uh, the minutes? We got another good couple of weeks before we have any opportunity for, like, a show. So, again, I take back my apology for the crappy show we had on Whammy last night. What do you expect? First, I got a thing on our teeth, dog, that. What the hell do you want? And then they keep showing me with these stupid phone calls. Stop putting the goddamn stupid phone calls on here, will you, you idiots? That damn Rob again. No wonder he won't show his face in here. And these, these people here, this crew, they think I don't like Rob. I love Rob. I would like to, uh, you know... Well, rub Rob. Uh, I'd like to rub Rob. There you go. Very good. Nice going, Fat Joe. See, he's lost a little weight. He's actually that got, my the, line. got a line. That. Joe said it. You don't got no line. Tight lines and good fishing for you. So anyway, here's a mobile in Deerfield Beach. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes. Speaking about the postal workers, there's a uh, postal workers convention going on at the Broward County Convention Center this oh, week. Oh, that's what they're all doing. They're all at the convention. They can't. That's not a priority to worry about our mail. They're busy uh, diddling each other at the convention. They're on vacation. They can't deliver your mail. That's why. Is that it? That's it. Well, I sure hope they're having a good time. Oh, they're having a blast. Great. Well, listen, I work at a restaurant, a four-star restaurant right across the street from the convention center, right? Yeah. Last week, last night, they, 18 of them made an appointment or made a reservation to come in for dinner. When we have big parties, we say, hey, can we put 18% on the check for the tip? They said no. They denied it. So they come in, they get seven free bottles of wine, $120 of the free wine. You know what they asked me? Do we have to tip on that wine? Mm-hmm. And then they say, oh, do we have to pay the tax on the wine, too? Mm-hmm. These are the people that are serving us, Neil. Nice. It's scary. Thanks for the good news. Thank you. There you go. That uh, answers our question right there. They're all busy at their convention. They're all sitting around diddling each other, laughing up their sleeve about how they get everybody's mail and they'll deliver whenever the hell they feel like it. We have two open lines. They're both, of course, in Dade County, which is dead or in a doornail. And I apologize because I didn't realize I thought the kids in Dade were back to school and everybody was back to kind of like a normal life if there was such a thing in Dade County. I apologize profusely. We don't expect you to call. But if you wanted to, Monday. five... What? Monday. School. Monday? Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on a mobile one line. Well, that's not too bad because now I got David brought me my check from Whammy, the one that's like uh, from last week that I got early and then I got late, etc. It's got two hundred. Even La Caja folds don't have as many folds in it as that one does. But nevertheless, so I got paid from this joint yesterday. I got that check today. So let's see, I'll be out sick tomorrow, Thursday, and Friday. So by the time I come back next Monday, should be no problem. Kids will be back in school and maybe we can do a show here. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Mobile in Miami. Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing, buddy? Okay. My kids are back in school. They are? In Dade? Yeah. Catholic school. Oh, in Catholic, Catholic school. Well, that's a different... That's a horse of a different feather. <laughs> Neil, let me ask you something. Do you know anything about these pharmaceutical reps? I had a doctor's office appointment this morning at 8 o'clock. Yeah. I didn't get to see the guy till 11, but he let three of these drug reps go by in front of me. Hey, I got news for you. His priority is getting all those good free trips and freebies that those detail men are giving him. Yeah, but when I asked for you. something free, I didn't get anything. Right. So what's up with these guys? Do they know anything about what they're doing? Who, the doctors? No, or the, the detail rest. men. The detail men. Yeah, they know what they're doing. They know that they're schmoozing and schmearing the doctors and that they're helping to poison America, and they're, uh, they're having a good time with it. Right, little Joey? That's right. And don't call, please. Okay, we have an open line in Dade 1 in Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on a mobile one line. Hey, let me ask you, do you think Roger Maris is still alive? Uh -huh. I think he's still alive. Let's find out, is there anybody in this audience knows what uniform number Roger Maris wore with the Yankees, okay? Let's find out how long it takes before somebody calls in, tells me what number Roger Maris wore. I, I don't 
understand. No matter what the subject is, the people here are like, duh. Like, what are you talking about? It's like hockey. I thought for sure when we got a hockey team, we got all these people from the Northeast, and we got all these people from the Midwest, and we got a whole bunch of Canucks. I thought, this is no problem at all. Not only will we have a team and have a lot of fun, et cetera, and so on, and support it, but you'll be able to have, like, some intelligent conversation about it. Any chance of that? No. Forget it. What is it that these people are into besides drugs, besides smuggling in illegal aliens, besides the driving little old beat-up brown Toyotas? What is it? Good cigars. There you go. Let's talk about Knicks. What a segue. Holy cow, what a baseball game. The sacks are loaded and here comes that man again. And it was play by play on the radio. Play by play on the radio. Play by play. Maggio's glide The men at the mics Made it come alive Bernie and Mel And Bob was the prince Of a guy and Out of thin air Pictures somehow appear You can smell the hot dogs And taste the beer Felt the excitement As the crowd began Number nine. Like the day that uh, Mel Allen died. I come out here the next day. Who? What? Like Ralph Kiner when I was talking about him last week. Ralph Kiner was like, well, really this. He was, uh... Who? Exactly. What? He told that. These people must all be related to that uh, Lenny kid that's doing those uh, tags on the spots. Yeah, 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 this is supposed to be a radio station. You'd think that in a radio station or a TV station, you'd have people, if you're going to be put them on the air, who can speak who can articulate, who can be understood. No wonder we're getting 75 bucks a pop on the Marlin games. 
We've probably got the retards doing the spots in the Marlin games, too, no doubt. Would you say? No, I don't. You sound like Ralph Kiner. Maybe maybe he also had the Tinkerbell's palsy over there, that Lenny kid. we got a bunch of kids at the street who can't speak. Yeah, Reno Roger Maris, he was number nine. What kind of a play? You know, if our program, if they'd hire a program director who wasn't so busily diddling himself all the time that uh, put people on Of course, the problem is you don't want to pay anybody. That's another problem, too. So we get a bunch of five-year-old kids in here who can't speak. Welcome to All Sports Radio. And you're, you're tagging us back to Okay. I work real cheap. Oh, my God. We have an open line in day two in Broward, 567-0560, pound 560 on the mobile one line. Homestead, hello. Good morning. Yes, sir. How are you? Great. I'm totally impressed that you mentioned Airborne Express. They suck. About a thousand years ago when they first started, yeah. uh, they were great because it was a bunch of uh, ex-servicemen that started the company up. Mm-hmm. And they and were the happened? best. And then a million, uh, or well, they sold the company or some crap, I don't know, somebody else took it over. And they became the worst. The business I was in, we got to the point where we had to specify shipments not to go airborne or they'd be refused. It took them days to get the product away. Yeah. It was incredible. Okay, and I'm going to tell you the worst part of it is big companies like American Express, which I do all my business with their travel service, yes. they used to use FedEx, never, ever had a problem. And now they've switched over to Airborne Express for whatever reason I don't know and had so many problems. And every time I call American Express, they say, oh, you have no idea how many complaints we're getting and we're psychotic and we don't know what to do. And like I said, last time I had a mistake, Airborne Express lost my plane tickets <laughs> and they had to reissue new ones and send them FedEx and I got them the very next day. Well, Airborne's working on the cheap. That's where everybody's... Picking up their service. Pathetic. Just unbelievable. Yeah, well, pathetic is absolutely the best. Uh, second thing, Ken Starr and his little game he's playing here. Uh, this came up yesterday. I was listening to the show. And you were reading that uh, news release or whatever the hell it was about Monica and Bill and what's uh-huh. going on. Uh, what's up with this leaks? Is, is this, this is like not legal. I mean, of course it's not. Every single thing that was said. I mean, obviously there was the discussion. You know, this is part of her testimony that she was going in all this graphic crap, and no matter what it is that's said in front of a grand jury, it leaks out, including uh, when she testified last Thursday again, it was leaking out that morning what she was going to say. Exactly, that's like against the law. Yeah, well, don't confuse Kenneth Starr with, uh, with the law, okay? He'd he be the law. Keep well, keeps a good job going, Neil. Okay, have a great day. All right, bud. Okay, okay, two lines. I guess we're going to be doing a lot of musica this week, okay? See, I was, I was in a state of euphoria, which is definitely not Florida. Thinking, man, we got elect. We're almost to that magic day. That's the demarcation point, Labor Day. When finally, and of course, George is going to be doing a show on that day. He locks out. You'll be flooded with calls. Oh, yeah, that's right. You, you will. You'll be flooded with calls. Even though it's a Monday and it's a holiday, everybody's going to be out there uh, pick, uh, doing their thing. They're going to be grilling it. And their weenies, too. Two open lines in Dade, two in Broward. Any interest today? Any interest at all today? No. 567 0560, pound 560 on the mobile one line. Any women out there going to speak to us today? No. We had that one very nice 200-year-old lady to start the show this morning in Hallandale, and she turned out to be sensational. Compared to you other women out there who've got lockjaw. Maybe too many Monicas out there, huh? Maybe that's the problem. They've got lockjaw. Good God almighty, as Mandich would say. By the way, don't forget, Mandich will be here from 2 to 6 this afternoon, and God only knows what he's going to be saying. Because you know the way it works in this business. If you're an ex-jock, not only do you get all the jobs now if you're an ex-jock, but you can go on here and say whatever the hell you want. 
If you're just like a real broadcaster, uh oh, we're listening on every word we're hanging, waiting for you to make the big slip up. But if you're an ex jock, oh yeah, we're boring. I, we, you know, we used to talk about pussy. We talk about stock now. You know, you just get old, artsy, fartsy, and it's no fun anymore. It's true. We used to talk about good bodies and big tits and, you know, the fun stuff. And you'll be hearing a lot more of that, two to six today. All right. You betcha. 23 campaign. No. Is he doing anything? No. Oh. I just mentioned that since you asked who might be getting the trade. See, if you're related, if you're, if you're part of the big mishpacha here, then you get all kinds of incestuous good stuff. But if you're on the outside of that, then you have to scream and jump up and down, and you still don't get it. How's that bonus? George ever get his bonus yet? No. For the winter book? No. For the spring book? No. For the uh, good book? No. You know what the good book says? Okay, we look, we had them all uh, filled up there for just a few seconds, and they mostly went away, because they had nothing to say anyway. Here's a mobile in the Grove. Hello. Well, I'm in Miami now. Um, Airborne Express, I've had, a, I've had definitely had a lot of problems with them. They even lost my cellular phone. Did they really? Yeah. How'd they get uh, your they... cellular phone? Pardon? How'd they get that? Uh, they, I was uh, having it shipped from, uh, I had a problem with the phone, and they were shipping it for uh, a new phone because my old phone died. And you had your cell phone shipped by Airborne Express? Oh, my God. Did. Huh? The cellular company did. Yeah. But, yeah, I've had no problems with FedEx. Once in a while... FedEx is, is like God. FedEx is yeah, great. God. They're as dependable as, uh, as the weather in Anchorage, Alaska. You know exactly what it's going to be. And UPS is pretty good. Once in a while, I have a minor problem, but they take care of it immediately. Yeah. Uh, but the post office, you'll get this one out of the post office. The post office is about four blocks from me, and they could not get the mail right. I was getting everyone else's mail in my apartment complex, and uh, they were screwing my mail up. Everyone else was getting my mail. So at about 10 o'clock at night, I have someone come over and bang on my door and say, is this your mail? And then when I went to go set up a post office box, which was approximately maybe 10, 12 blocks away. It took three and a half weeks to get a mail, to get mail uh, less than 15 blocks. Three and a half weeks? To get mail 15 blocks. I'm going to tell you something, sir. If it takes them three and a half weeks for them to get me the rest of my mail, which is 95%, which I haven't received yet, I'm going to go over there to the Sunrise Post Office and lay down uh, stark naked in the middle of the goddamn floor and start making gurgling noises. Well, I'm going to go over there and do a big... In fact, I'm going to take my both dogs over there, and we're all three of us going to right on the floor in the middle of that post office. We'll take uh, Fat Joe with his camera over there. Exactly. And, and the problem that I had was, you know, I tried my copies of out. They were getting my copies of The Advocate. They were getting oh, my, my copies God, they're of getting fag stuff. stuff. Isn't that great? They're probably getting off on it, too, no doubt. And uh, half the time, uh, uh, I would notice that the, that the uh, pages were dog-eared. So, uh, you know, the mail... You know, so, uh, you know what they say about some of those mail carriers. Mm-hmm. So, about uh, most he, of those mail carriers, except my friend Rick. In fact, he's the only straight um, uh, postal guy that I know. He's probably the only straight postal guy. Yeah, gotta, well, I guess it's a minority now. They've got to have a quota. Uh, okay, pal, uh, good luck to you. Butch up. Okay, two open lines in day two in Broward. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the mobile one line. Who the hell is Roger Maris anyway? That's what these people want to know. Old number nine? They don't want to know. What do you mean? Well, what does that mean? This is supposed to be a sports station. And when Gelda gets on there shooting a... See, there's nothing worse than having little punks on the air talking about the stuff that they maybe maybe read about in a book or maybe somebody told them, Grandpa told them about it, sitting them on their knee when they were like three years old, about two years ago. Because they don't know what they're talking about. And here's and, and, and it's one thing not to know what you're talking about, but when you're loud and shrill like Gelda and you don't know what you're talking about, it's just like uh, rubbing salt in your womb is what it's like. 
And, uh, you know, and, of course, the audience of this station, they're like on an equal par. You know, like that guy, oh, is he still alive? Guy's older than Methuselah, older than I am, which is really old. And this guy's calling in to see if Roger Maris still alive. Read a goddamn newspaper once in your life, sir. Pick up a book. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Yeah, how you doing, Neil? Okay, sir. Yeah, I'm calling you from Miami. I uh, wanted to make two questions. Uh, one question was the uh, thing about the postal. Actually, not a question, statement. Uh, I had the same problem as you, and it took me around five to six weeks before I actually started getting all of my mail. Five to six Every, weeks? Five to six weeks. Got a lot of my bills laid. I had to call up uh, the company and tell them, hey, this is what's going on. They, you know, of course, they don't care about that. They just want their, they just want their money. Right. You know, so, and there's nothing you can do about it. You can fight for your... Dead in your grave to get your uh, mail and no one get it to you. Isn't that great? Isn't that the American way? And if you bitch too much, you get a couple of this uh, postmen and come shoot your house up, probably. Uh huh. Or just deep six all your mail, which is even worse. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, could you play uh, bagpipes for a couple of guys at CST? I'll work on them. I appreciate it. I'll get out the kilts. Have a great day, Thanks. sir. And good luck to us. Yeah, now that uh, over there at the Sunrise Post Office, probably got some wise asses up there. Oh, yeah, well, we're really going to fix him. We'll, uh, you know, stick it in the goddamn dumpster somewhere. Thank you so much for your great service, and have a nice day, too, by the way. Over there on the Hyattis Road, right off of, uh, whatever, of Oakland. We have two open lines in date, 5670560, pound 560 on the mobile one line. Tamarack, hello. Hey, how you doing, Neil? Okay, sir. Uh, I just want to ask you, I was, uh, I heard that, you know, you, you don't have any interest in the Dolphins anymore. Is that true? That is correct. Well, what about the greatest quarterback in NFL history? Uh, who's that? Dan Marino. No, he's not the greatest quarterback in NFL history. Oh, not even close. Just because he didn't win a Super Bowl yet? No, because he's not the greatest quarterback. In, and if I don't have any interest in the Dolphins, why would I want to discuss Dan Marino with you, whether he's the greatest or the not? Well, you know, because he played for the Dolphins. So who cares? If I Let me say it again. If I don't care about the Dolphins, why do I care about Dan Marino, who listened to this show, by the way? Why do I care? You don't care. Do you care? You don't care about Dan Marino. What, what word didn't you understand? What word don't you understand? Do I have to spell it out for you? Do you tell me which word and I'll spell it for you? As in G O O D B Y E. We have two open lines in Dade, one in Broward. Five six seven O five sixty. Pound five sixty on a mobile one line. And I especially don't care about exhibition football games or exhibition baseball games or exhibition hockey games or exhibition any games because they're boring and they mean nothing. And because it's the dog days of the summertime and the people on the station have to fill up the other 20 hours a day and you bozos out there don't know anything else except to talk about football. And did Tim Bowens get a good deal? And did this one do that? And uh, how come uh, they're still doing the same old stuff? They're exhibition games. They don't mean a goddamn thing. They mean nothing. Absolutely nothing. Wait until the first regular season games start, and then maybe I might have some interest or have something to say about it. But for exhibition games, to listen to these people wasting hour after hour talking crap, because that's what it is. That would be like Mike coming on here talking about uh, how the Panthers look in their first exhibition games. It would be a bunch of crap. That's right. And based on what I'm seeing, their regular season games are probably going to be a bunch of crap, but at least a nice new arena anyway. God. Get a life. Get a goddamn hobby. Get a priest, okay? Get get an advisor. Get a spiritual counselor. Call up Schroe Griffin and get your palm bread or something. Do something to kill some time. Is Dan Marino the great? And that's just not. Danny Marino this and Danny Marino that and Jimmy Johnson did this and Don Shula did that. Okay, great. Go elope with all three of them, okay? Here's a mobile in Sunrise. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, speaking of that, I'm go I'm just now driving by your your winter home right now. My winter home. Yeah, the arena. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's my good. winter home. Well, you know, you're there almost every night during the hockey season. No, I'm so not. They're playing every here. night. 
I'm not even going to be there opening night. I'm going to be out of town. I'll be there when I'm in town. Okay, well, then let's I mean, the forget that. the fact that, that it's close is nice, and the fact that they buy me my tickets is right at Santa Rice is even nice, too. But I'm not going to change my life because i got a hockey team, a crappy hockey team, going to be playing right up the street there. It's very nice, and it's going to be a beautiful place. But it's still a Wayne thing. Don't you understand, sir? Yes, sir, I do. And, and so and far, we haven't seen one bit of evidence that anything positive is going to happen, that we're going to have any uh, changes. Hey, Neil, I used to work at the airport years ago, and I used yeah. to offload containers for uh, Emory and uh, oh, Airborne Express. Yeah. And I would take the containers off the airplane, and I would deliver them into the warehouse there where they would sort the uh, packages. Uh-huh. And I would see them take uh, IBM computers and, hey, Louie, this is yours. And they would fling it right across the whole dock, man. Yeah. I mean, just rolling over. I can imagine what it looked like when it got to the customer. Uh-huh. And, uh, Probably looked it was, like a beat-up, crappy old <laughs> IBM computer that was once brand new and very nice. Yeah, I know. It was unbelievable the way they would do things over there, man. They would just take boxes and just fling them from one end of the warehouse to the other. Mm-hmm. They had no, like, conveyor system at that time or whatever. It was, yeah. it was hilarious. Well, it's like watching, did you ever watch the guys when they load the luggage on a plane? When you're sitting there and you're watching, you're looking out the window and they're loading yeah. the last of the luggage on a plane? Yeah, and, yeah, and of heaving course. it around and tossing it and uh, twisting it and yanking it and the luggage but, too? And of course, it's your bag, right. you know? No, it's not my no, sir. It's not my bag. I don't check luggage on planes ever, 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 ever. Well, I have I carry, learned. I carry I, on. That's right. Yeah, I carry that's on the way a lot. To go. Okay, have a great day. Get out of here. I carry on a lot. That's right. And if you people, you know, I, I get a big kick out of these people that get on planes. In fact, they make me nauseous. And they're taking all their life uh, belongings. The whole house. They've cleaned up their. Uh, oh, we're going away for you know a whole weekend, three day weekend. Yeah. So what are you taking uh, 50,000 pounds of crap for you? Uh, they got bows and arrows and guns and slingshots and baseball bats and canoes. And they're all, of course, it's all carry-on. Of course. What are these people thinking about? Crazy people. But you might need that stuff. Yeah, right. Especially the, if they're getting on my plane. Here's that mobile in West Palm Beach. Hello. Hello? Yes, sir. Neil. Yes. Long time listener. I'm caller. All right. I've listened since I was 14. Just wanted to tell you're doing a great job. Yeah. 20 now. I used to listen to you with my dad all the time. Fantastic. Great job. Okay, pal. Have a great life. You too. See ya. Two open lines in Dade County, 5670560, pound 560 on the mobile one line. Oh, I see. I'm watching. I'm flipping the channels last night because I do not watch Channel 10 News ever, ever. And I see a familiar face on there as I'm doing my channel surfing. It was about uh, 625. And who was it? Mark Benson of Citizens of Dade United going way back in those old early days. Talk about one-dimensional people. And he's talking about, thank God that David Lawrence is leaving because the Herald uh, with the bilingual thing. He's bringing up that old Citizens of Dade United bilingual crap all over again. Mark Benson, he and Emmy Schaefer. The same old tired Mierda over and over again. I, c- I couldn't believe it. One-dimensional people just talking a China with the same stupid thing, beating it over the head forever and ever. And I hate to break the news to you, but if you open up your sports page this morning, Mark, you'll discover that Channel 4 is going to be broadcasting four Dolphin games this season in Espanol. Oh! How do you like that? That's right, if you have your SAP on uh, your TV set, if you're a SAP. Of course, if you speak English, you're, you can be able to watch it in English. That's the good news for you, Mark. But I'm sure you're going to be foaming at the mouth that they're going to be televising four Dolphin games in Espanol. And, of course, if you want, you can listen to it on the WCMQ in Espanol anyway. Thanks to IOD being so goddamn stupid as they were years ago to let them do that. Wasn't that a nice going there, Bob Neal? Yeah, the Cox market. Broadcasting people, man. 
That was where they had the exclusive right to the Dolphins. They used to get 10 and 15 shares on Sunday with the Dolphin games. W-I-O-D. Oh, I hate that station. And all of a sudden they said, well, okay, we'll let the CMQ broadcast it in Spanish. We won't lose any audience that way. But uh, bing, all of a sudden the 10s went to 8s and went to 5s. Hey, where'd everybody go? No speaking English, baby. Let's go to uh, Tamarack. Hello. Hey, Neil, how you doing today? Okay, sir. Yeah, I thought you were going to lose it when I heard Goldie said the FDA is the Federal Drug... The Federal Drug Administration. <laughs> Here's a little punk who's about 10 years old with a brain the size of a ball bearing, and they put him on the radio, and the excuse is, even with that annoying voice, the excuse is, well, uh, he's got a lot of credibility. You know, he's I hear... got credibility? He's a putz. I hear those three guys, and it's, I, I, it reminds me of the Fox uh, thing that they're doing with Pat Summerall, John Madden, and um, who's the other character they have? Oh, Matt they Miller. put a turd in there. Yeah, they really need Matt Miller, Mr. Personality, Matt Miller. Yeah. <laughs> they really you need know, three guys to do a broadcast. They ruined something good. I mean, okay, you know, what's his name um, in the morning? DeForest and Joe Rose. No, they're okay, but with, with Goldie and this, Goldie's another Matt Millen. And, um, that, that's a shot. That's a real shot at Matt Millen. <laughs> oh, I met Millen. <laughs> I hope Matt Millen comes over here and beats the crap out of Goldie just because you said that. Okay, good. I'm waiting for Joe Rose to beat the crap out of Goldie one of these days. He probably will. Oh, yeah, he keeps calling him big head. or bring his brother-in-law in. Oh, boy. And um, Maris, number nine. Yeah, we already got but it. But before I leave, but thank um, you so much. you know who's ahead of uh, Mark McGuire in the home run race, right? Who's ahead of him? In the National I'm sorry, not ahead of him. In the National League. Ralph Kiner hit 54. Yeah. Oh, nobody knows Ralph Kiner. Hit, I right? know that he hit 54 in 1949. Nobody knows How Ralph Kiner. How do you like Kiner that? Hit... I told you the year that he did it. Right, I know. I, you're the maven. Okay. You know, but nobody knows Ralph Kiner here, right? No, they don't know. They don't know anything here. At least they're consistent. Do you think they know Lindsey Nelson? No, they don't. No. They're probably wearing his old uh, his old suits. Have a great day. All right. They don't know from nothing. These people are all from New York. Mel Allen dies. Who's Mel Allen? Ralph Kiner's got a bad day. Like, who's the Ralph Kiner? Lindsey Nelson. I mean, these guys only did the Mets games for like 6,000 years. And the day that I was out here saying that I thought Bob Murphy was dead since I don't live in New York anymore and I was only praying. And it would leave it up to Hank had to be the one to tell me that Bob Murphy is still alive. These New Yorkers, hey, you ever think of maybe buying like a, a, one of those small dishes, you know? Going to Appliance TV Depot or, uh, God forbid, someplace else and getting a small satellite dish so you can actually have some contact with the outside, with the real world, which this definitely is not? Man, oh man, if I didn't have my two, not just one, but if I didn't have my big dish, my small dish, my milkshake, and my fleshic dishes, I don't know what the hell I would do in this goddamn town. Because it's the only contact you got with the real world unless you get on a plane and go there, which is not here. One open line in Dade, one in Broward. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the mobile one line. We're talking about the great sportscasters of all time. Yeah, that's another thing. These people don't know from the sportscasters. Even on the sports segments of this station, it is not a topic you... I mean, I've heard people try to bring it up. They, they know nothing. They haven't got a clue. They think the scooter is a great sportscaster. That's their idea of a great sport, the scooter. Four minutes till uh, noon at 560 WQAM. Oh, which is not... Uh, it's, uh, my wife's Filipino, and uh, we listened to you at um, Whammy in Miami. And you years ago... You watch. Huh? You listen to it or you watch? You put well, we watch. The, the truth of the matter is, Whammy in Miami, when I was a little boy, I was like 13 or 5 years, between 5 and 13, Whammy was a radio station when really? I was a little boy. Yeah. I know that. Yeah, Whammy in Miami was like on the same dial near 560. Huh. Check it out. Uh, when I was a well, little boy... Sure. What comes around goes around. And before I heard about the Cubanas, see, I was, I was a little boy like 5 years old. And then uh, down this, all of a sudden they put on radio stations that brought in Spanish. 
Then I started hearing Spanish, which to me was amazing. Yeah. Um, ba, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, what is, uh, like, and I was, all, all of a sudden I started learning about stuff. Yeah. And all of a sudden I heard the Spanish words, and they, well, they say the, the, the radio stations come over from Cuba. Mm -hmm. As a little boy, I was amazed that Whammy in Miami was a radio station when I was, uh, I'm uh, well, right well, now. What does that mean? I'm, I'm listening to all these words, but what's the, uh, what Whammy? does it mean? Whammy. Okay, thank you. Okay, we have an open line and date, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. What, what, he said he heard a bunch of Cuban words, and then all of a sudden his brain became like it is today. Dysfunctional. <laughs> papa, papa, papa. Yeah, that was it. In Espanol. Here's uh, Fort Lauderdale. Hello. It's me. That's you. That's me. Post office. I got a mailbox in one of the uh, larger uh, substations. Yes, sir. Constantly uh, dropping mail in the wrong box. So instead of asking the clerks to please do their job, they cut a hole and put a new uh, a mail drop in. They got a sign out that says, "Geez, uh, customers, if you if you uh, do us a favor and drop your misdirected mail into this." Oh, slot. very good. So in other words, we know we're going to be screwing up all the time. So the mail that isn't yours, please put it back in here so we can maybe get it in somebody where it belongs. Yeah, and bear with us. Oh God. No wonder. Thanks a lot, Neil. You're great. Thanks for the good news. There you go. Probably the people that work at the post office, the average IQ is in a minus column now, with all due respect to about, you know, there's a small percentage of them who are very nice people and very articulate and very bright and have been in there too long to change now, I guess, do anything else. But, boy, the kind of people that they're hiring now, just like when you call one of these numbers to get information from, like, maybe one of your credit cards or you call for service to just about anywhere... I don't want to start talking minority stuff now. I don't want to be picking on minorities because there's nothing wrong with minorities if they're qualified for the job and they've got an IQ bigger than their big toe or little toe or big foot. But most of them uh, sound like big foot. Oh, God, that's America today. This is what happened. You can thank all these goddamn bleeding heart phony limousine liberals, which I was never one, by the way. I was. Yes, I was. I say forget about all that crap. Hire people that are qualified to do the job. What a concept, huh? Which, of course, at this place, at WQAM, that would eliminate like 80% of the people out the door. There'd be a procession right out the goddamn door. See ya! Oh, yeah, see you at the house this weekend, because they're all related, of course. You know, that's part of the family, part of the mishpocha. Right, Sam? You know what I'm talking about? Uh-huh. Oh, God. How's the nephew doing? Anybody seen him lately? No. When do you know they had that problem there on a plane? Here's a, a mobile in Miami. Hello? Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Saturdays. And back to you. Neil, it all boils down to civil, civil service. Yeah. Civil service. Neil, I heard you talking about Channel 10. You know we were surfing the channels there on Sunday. Yeah. And we saw Kelly Mitchell there. Kelly Mitchell's now on Channel 10. That's correct. And they still will not tell us the real reason why she got canned from 7. Isn't I know that they won't, huh? Yeah, I guess they part won't. of the severance deal was that she wouldn't explain what really happened. All right. Okay, and I think she caught Brian uh, Andrews and the paper boy in the back room, like stark naked, and uh, that was then she uh, threatened to go on the air with it. And they said, get out of here, Kelly, just uh, keep it all quiet. Isn't that what it was, the paper uh, delivery boy? Or was it Craig Stevens? Who was it? He's not there anymore, is he? Don't see him no more on Channel 7. It's been a long time, no. No, Craig Stevens, he must be back on his delivery route. We have an open line in Dave, 5670560, pound 560. How are they doing over there? Oh, we're fine. And the uh, AT&T wireless line. Uh, anybody here, Dan Stewart? Oh, and you'll never guess who was doing the news. I was listening to Rick and Suds on Friday afternoon driving out of here, which I haven't heard them in a uh, coon's age. You'll never, ever guess who's doing the news on their show. Do you know? One of the most unctuous people 
to ever darken the door at the Paxson IOD, who was working on weekends, fancied himself as a radio talk host, who used to be on with Tanner in the morning years uh, ago. Not John M. No, worse. Jim Reilly. Jim Reilly. He's the newsman now. Oh, yeah. With Rick and Dud. And poor Rick Riley. I thought Rick was going to bust the gun. He was just begging for calls. And I thought to myself, oh, now I feel so much better. Now I know it's not just me. And then this morning, Depot. Depot was threatening to blow his brains out on the air if nobody would call. And he still wouldn't call. And I didn't do it, damn it. But it's just, uh, that was bizarre. John M. and uh, Jim Reilly. Not to mention, of course, William Van uh, Puppick uh, Cronkite the Turd. Milford uh, Nixon. Whatever his name was. Billy Bob. Billy Bob the Turd, that's right. Boy, did they bring, did that Pete Folger bring in some great talent over there in those few months we were at Paxson? <laughs> oh, he brought in the best, sparing no expense. He brought them in from the north, the south, from AA recovery meetings all over America, man. Oh, God, were they great. Yeah. Oh, and the best news of my life is she don't call me anymore. Thanks, God. Oh, you're going to start up with her? Oh, my God. She she wouldn't even know a microphone if you're stuck in front of her puss. I had one in my mouth once. Well, that's good. We have an open line in date, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Answering our musical question today is Karen K. Is she? Uh-huh. 1209. How's Walt Sabo doing, by the way? We've heard from him lately? No. Oh, what a loser that is. Is he, uh... Eh. Hey, anyway, if you're feeling...